Black women are amazing. You know this, I know this, and the world at large knows this, even though they like to talk down on black women. They know that black women are amazing. And the thing is, when I see an amazing woman who owns her brilliance, who is very confident, self-assured, beautiful, the first thing I do is shrink down. And I'm gonna try to discover why that is. Why do I feel the need to self-deprecate when I see someone else shining and standing in their brilliance? What is that about? Where does that come from? I have never been a competitive person in my life. I hate competing. I think there's enough room for all of us to win. And I get that people don't believe in participation trophies, but I do, I do. I believe in participation trophies. But I think that my need to compare myself to this person is really founded on scarcity. There are a lot of things that we believe because we believe that there is only space for one. There can only be one. And if that space is taken, there's no room for the rest of us. So when we see a woman who is beautiful, brilliant, well-spoken, excellent in all things, some of us start to question whether or not we are those things. If she looks like this and she's hailed as gorgeous and beautiful and I am not con conventionally beautiful, then does that mean that I'm ugly? What does that mean about me? And in a lot of ways, I have been envious of black women for a long time. I've been envious of their beauty. I've been envious of their success, their brilliance, their confidence, their sexiness, their like just everything about black women. I always compare them to myself and I hate that about me. And at the core, I don't think that envy itself is bad. I think that envy is informative. Envy tells us the things that we want in our own lives. For example, if I see a woman who is a singer and she's accomplished and she's, and she's touring the world and this is something that I want, I might be envious of this thing, right? Because I want the life that she's living or some aspects of the life that she's living, right? So envy is just telling us what we want. It's telling us what we see in someone else and what we would like to copy ourselves. I will probably never be envious of someone rock climbing because I have no interest in rock climbing. That's not something that tickles my fancy. So I'm not gonna be envious of a black woman who is rock climbing because it's not something I'm interested in. So all envy is, is showing you what you want to be doing. And I really believe that if we are doing the things that we want to do, there's less room for envy and more room for loving ourselves and being confident in ourselves and being flat-footed and sure that we are enough. And so some people would argue that the answer to fixing envy is to try to be them, but I disagree. I don't think the answer is to try to be them. I think the answer is focusing in on ourselves and trying to be enough for ourselves, recognizing our own brilliance, our own beauty, even if it looks different than the other woman's. I'm willing to bet that I'm not alone in this. I am willing to bet that I'm not the only one who feels this way, but we have been sold a lie. We have been told that there can only be one, that if someone is beautiful, brilliant, or self-assured, sexy, then there's less sexy for me. There's less, less beauty for me. There's less joy for me, less brilliance for me. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Scarcity is manufactured. It is not real. Even this idea around food scarcity, that there are too many people and not enough food, that is not true. There is enough food to feed everybody. It's just that some people are hoarding the food. But that's a whole other conversation for a whole different day. So this idea of scarcity does not belong to us. It is not something that we are born with. We're not born with this knowledge of if someone else is beautiful, that means that I am less beautiful or there's less beauty for me. We're taught that life is like a pie, that whatever resource is like a pie. This could be beauty, love, validation, brilliance. And that if someone takes a slice of that pie, there's less pie left for everybody else. But that's not true. Life is not a pie. It is abundant. There is an abundance of beauty in life. There is an abundance of brilliance, an abundance of sexiness. And also these things look different for different people. So there is enough for everybody. There is enough room for everybody. It's just that everybody is not willing to make room. The folks who create the scarcity, whether that be black men or white supremacists, 
your job, whatever it is, they're creating that scarcity to make it seem like there is not enough to go around so that you claw and clamor for whatever the prize is at the end of the day, whether that's relationship, a job, access, um, to be accepted, to be seen as beautiful. But again, they're creating the scarcity. It's not real. The truth is that they need to trick you into thinking that there is a limited amount of access, resources, available men to make you compete with other women. Anything that I have to put down other women for or other people for is just not worth it to me. So they can have it. They can keep it. I'm not going to fall into the trap and the lie that scarcity is a thing. There is no such thing as scarcity. There is only scarcity because the people who create the the scarcity itself. So even when people talk about the crab in the bucket mentality or crab in the barrel, my friend Marcus brought this up and he said, who is creating the barrel? The people who are creating the barrel make it so that people have to claw and clamor and tear other people down to get ahead. We don't have to operate that. We can opt out of the system, out of that belief that there can only be one, that there can only be one winner or that there has to be losers altogether. The truth is that there's enough to go around. And when we buy into that, no systems fall apart. They break apart because they're no longer sustained by people who are clawing and clamoring and climbing on top of each other and stepping on each other's necks to get to the next part, to, to be respected, to be loved, to be seen as valuable, to be seen as beautiful. And when those systems fall apart... There are no more barrels. There are no more buckets. And we have unlimited space to move around, to thrive, to play, to build, to grow, to be successful in our own right. But if we keep playing the game of, again, the crab in the barrel mentality, if we keep staying in the barrel, if we keep operating in the system that says only there can only be one winner or there can only be one beautiful person, one talented person, then there are going to be a slew of losers. And we don't have to play that game. The people have to create the scarcity because they know how beautiful, talented, powerful we we really are. And they do a lot of work in brainwashing us into believing that we are not beautiful, that we are not as beautiful as a person sitting next to us, that we're not as brilliant as a person sitting next to us. And that weighs on our self-esteem and that weighs on the actions we take. If we don't believe that we're good enough, we're not going to do the thing. If we don't believe that we're pretty enough, we're not going to show up in all of our brilliance. If we don't believe that we're talented enough, we're not going to try. And so these people, these corporations, these these men, Men. They need to think they need to keep us thinking that we don't matter so that we don't try so that we don't do better so that we don't actualize our best selves. And so they benefit from us playing small. They benefit from us competing. Right. They benefit because they create the scarcity and the mentality that we start to believe that we are not enough or that somebody is better than us or that we are better than other people. And the antidote to this is you believing that you are brilliant, worthy, beautiful, amazing. And the outcome is going to be you being free. And you being free destroys the system that is put in place to make us compete and believe that we are smaller or greater than other people. And so without the system, they can't win, they can't thrive. So they have to get us to compete with each other because if we compete with each other, then we can never move forward and we'll be stuck like clamoring and clawing in this fake barrel. We could just opt out altogether and create our own uh, ecosystem where everybody can live freely, beautifully. Everybody can play a different part and everybody be valuable. What I've learned is that there can be two beautiful Black women. There could be two brilliant Black women, 5,000, 5 million beautiful Black women. And it doesn't mean that I am any less beautiful. It doesn't mean that there is any less space for me. And it doesn't mean that there has to be a loser. There doesn't have to be anyone who is less anything. There is equal beauty in every single person. It's just that we've been taught to prioritize a certain kind of beauty, a certain kind of sexy, a certain kind of brilliance over others but I assure you that there is enough room for you and there's enough room for me. There's enough room for all of us to take up space. And I've been even working with this idea of taking up space. Like, what does that mean? What does it mean to take up space and to be authentically yourself? So I drew this illustration where I thought that, you know, taking up space meant 
pushing other people out of the way, right? That somehow, you know, if I took up all of my space, there would be less space for other people. But the truth is, is that we've all been given a container, right? We all have a container. We all have a capacity. And so what happens is we shrink ourselves down thinking that by filling up, we're pushing other people out of the way. But that's not true. You have a container. I have a container. And they're both valid. But when we are authentically ourselves, when we walk in all of our beauty, all of our brilliance, all of our sexiness, all of our creativity, our, you know, all of our success, we fill up our containers. A lot of us are walking around empty or half full because we're afraid to take up space. Me taking up space does not, does not take away any space from anybody else. Me taking up space allows other people to thrive and to flourish because if I'm pouring from a full container, then other people's needs are met. A lot of us are playing small because we don't think that we're able to take up space. We don't think that there's enough space for us and somebody else. We don't think that if I, we don't think that our space is valid. But what we don't realize is that when we fill up this space, not only do we encourage other people to fill up their space as well, but we are able to pour into other people. But we can't do that if we're not taking up space. Hi, so I'm making a salad and I realized I forgot to say that what is for you is for you. There is no way that anyone else can take what is for you. So when we're talking about that container, like taking up space and being all of yourself, the only way that you can get your stuff is by being yourself. But nobody else can come in and take what is for you because it's in your container. It's in your sphere. Like it's in your container. So don't ever walk and walk through life thinking that if somebody else got something that you want, that, that means that you can't have it either or that there's less for you. That's not true. The only way to get what is supposed to be yours is to be all of yourself. So what is for you is for you. And when I walked in that truth of knowing that I can't miss what is for me, I can slow down and take my time and grow slowly because I will get there eventually. It's just not going to be today. And there's no rush like to compete with anybody else with like posting or sharing or creating a business or art or music or anything like that because I'm running my own race. There's nobody else in my lane. There are a lot of things that I want to do that people are already doing. And I thought that I couldn't do that thing because she's already doing it. Well, she's doing it and she's doing it better. She's talking. She's more eloquent when she speaks. You know, she's more put together. She's prettier than I am. She's more successful than I am. And I'm doubting my own brilliance because homegirl is doing her thing. But I can do my thing too, right? Like it doesn't have to be a competition. And also just because she's doing her thing doesn't mean that there's not enough room for me. She has her audience and I have mine and it's not a com competition. And maybe we have people who belong to both audiences, but it doesn't take away from our brilliance. Even if someone is doing what you want to do, still do it, still show up and do it. There are experiences that I have that nobody else has. There are experiences that you have that I do not have. Outlooks on life, wisdom, things that you can bring to the table that I cannot, that I am ill-equipped to do so. And the world needs you to step up and be all of yourself. There is room for all of us. All of us can thrive. All of us can eat. We do not need to compete against each other. And what's crazy is we're doubting our brilliance when all these other things that are being sold to us never question it. I love this example that somebody brought to me and I forgive me because I can't remember who said it, but they were talking about bread and how you walked on a bread aisle. There are so many different kinds of bread and it's all bread, different brand names. And nobody said, oh, the world has enough bread. I can't do it anymore. No, everybody has their preference. Everybody prefers a certain kind of bread, a certain kind of apple, a certain kind of, you know, cookie. Everything, everybody has a preference for everything and you are somebody's preference. People prefer you over me. People prefer you over the other person that you're comparing yourself to, but you have to put yourself in a position so that people can see you. I love romantic comedies, right? Romantic comedies are my jam. And every single romantic comedy is the same. It's the same formula. 
boy meets girl, they fall in love, something happens and they and they break up for a little bit and then they come back to each other. Every single romantic comedy has the same formula. And is it gonna stop me from watching every single romantic comedy? Absolutely not. There is enough room for every kind of romantic comedy. There's enough room for you. Lack and scarcity is manufactured. I am on this journey to unlearn all the scarcity mentalities that I have, that I have acquired over the years. And one of them is this, and it does not serve me. There is enough room for all of us. No one lacks. If everybody showed up as their authentic selves, there would be no lack in the world. And I go back to that example of the food, the food scarcity. If everyone was generous, there would be no starvation. Nobody would die from starvation if people were generous. It's this idea that we cannot be generous that stops us from accepting an abundance mindset. Source is abundant. God is abundant, right? And the resources he provides is abundant as well. It's us who gets in the way, who thinks, who grabs like, you know, little toddlers and says, it's mine, you can't have any. But if we all shared everything we had, nobody would lack. It is literally antithetical to think that people can be abundant and stingy at the same time. It's not possible. It's not possible. Another thing I find interesting is the rap game. You know, there had been years of this beef between Nicki Minaj and Cardi B and whatever personal things they have going on, fine. But I also feel like it was put on by the fans and the executives that say there can only be one good woman rapper. And so for a while, Nicki Minaj was it. And it's like we're fed to be competitive with one another because the people who are pulling the strings only made room for one successful rapper. The truth is, is that Cardi B doesn't take any brilliance from Nicki. Nicki doesn't take any brilliance from Cardi B either. And I wish that a lot of us would approach our lives like that. There are people putting us against each other. It's not all us. I was having this conversation with my friend Marcus and we came to this conclusion that it doesn't have to be either or. It can be yes and. She can be brilliant and I can be brilliant at the same time. She can be talented and I can be talented at the same time. Even if our talents look differently, they're still valid and they still matter. And the beauty that comes from coming to that realization is that I can be generous, I can be supportive. I don't have to see another woman's success as competition of my own. I don't have to look at myself as less than just because somebody else is revered as beautiful or brilliant or talented. We can both be, we can both be those things at the same time. And it's no loss to anybody else. It doesn't have to mean that there's a deficit in me just because somebody else is being excellent at them. It doesn't have to mean anything about me. All I can do is just honor it and treasure it and celebrate that person for doing their thing. And I don't have to feel a way about it. With that freedom comes the truth that there is enough to go around. I don't have to compete. I can collaborate. I can work with them. I can just be in the audience and celebrate. All the work doesn't have to be on me to do everything because there is enough to go around. I think the problem comes when we're trying to be a different version of a particular person instead of being just ourselves. Instead of trying to be our best selves, we see other people being brilliant and we throw ourselves away and pick up this oversized or too small outfit trying to be somebody else. When all that qualifies you to be brilliant is for you to be yourself. That's all it requires. And the thing is, if we came together more often, more would get done. If black women came together and put all that silly stuff aside, all the silly differences aside, we would make a bigger impact. We're putting all this energy into trying to be the best or trying to be the only one or to be the one. You don't have to be the one. There could be many of us doing the work of many making a huger, a huger, making a bigger impact on the world. And that's beautiful, that is beautiful. And when we come together as a collective, it benefits everybody as a whole. We're not depending on one person who is limited in time and resources and energy. We're laying on and relying on multiple people 
many of us. And when we come together, that's when we make an impact. Even talking about creativity or whatever else I talk about on this channel, there are other people talking about the same things. And just because they have a different perspective or, an or a different idea or a different opinion doesn't mean that my opinion is less than. We need all perspectives in this journey to becoming our most authentic selves. We need all things, all resources, all hands on deck, including yours. As Black women, we're taught to do everything on our own and we're celebrated for doing so. We're celebrated for burning ourselves out and working ourselves down to the bone and grinding ourselves up to a pulp, trying to reach whatever version of success other people have in their heads. We're taught to do it all by ourselves. But the truth is, is that when we reach out and ask for help, when we ask for people to help us to do the thing, that's when we do it in a healthy way, in a way that doesn't injure us. It doesn't have to injure us to be impactful. And I think that we have to change our mindset around that because everything that black women are celebrated for is around some sort of trauma. We're strong, we're resilient. You know, we, we make do with little. Like we have to come out of that and realize when we come together, that's when we thrive. That's when we become abundant. And a word about abundance. I know that we tend to think that there is only a little bit to go around, that we can't give out everything because, you know, then there's not gonna be much left for myself. But the truth is that we create abundance by being generous. By being generous, we create abundance. If we're thinking about the pie, right? The slices of the pie. If I don't believe that if I take a slice of pie, then there's less for everybody else. If we all come to the table with pies and chicken and greens and mac and cheese, we come with a whole feast. We don't just have to worry about the pie. We come with a whole feast. If we bring all our things to the table, we all will feast, we, no one will go hungry. But if we're all relying on this one pie, this one measly pie that somebody gave to us for our abundance, yes, we will, we will lack. <laughs> there will be scarcity, right? But if we come to the table with all our gifts, all of our beauty, all the things, all of us get to eat, all of us get to thrive, and all of us get a full plate, not just a piece of the pie. Okay, so I forgot to mention a way that this shows up in our lives, like the scarcity mindset. And for me, I know sometimes when I'm seeing a beautiful woman or a talented woman, sometimes my thought goes to, okay, let me find a flaw in her. And it's not because I'm necessarily like wanting to tear her down. I think what really happens is that I'm trying to find a way that she and I are similar in more ways than we are apart, right? Or different. So I think that sometimes, you know, our envy or our jealousy can be honestly just like, misguided like self-deprecation in which we try to find uh, a flaw in someone else because then it would make her more human. It would make us more similar. It would make us equals because I don't see myself as her equal. I see myself as inferior. I see myself as less talented, less beautiful, or less conventional, conventionally beautiful, like all these different things. But if I had enough... Um, if I had enough self-esteem or if I had enough uh, belief in the fact that I am beautiful or talented or amazing, then I wouldn't need to do that. I would see her beauty, recognize it, leave it alone and be like, you know what, let's both shine instead of trying to almost validate myself, to validate why I should be in her presence, why I should be around her, why I'm good enough, right? If we feel like we are good enough, we won't feel the need to tear other people down because there is enough space for both of us to be beautiful, excellent, awesome, marvelous women. <laughs> and some women call it hating on other women or whatever, being jealous, envious, whatever, whatever you want to call it. I think it's really natural when we feel inferior, we try to find the reasons why we belong, the reasons why we are good enough. When when that immediate feeling of uh, be, feeling unworthy, right, or not good enough, either we we kind of, you know, 
lay in that or we fight to find a reason why we are good enough, why we are worthy, right? Like we're trying to preserve ourselves and preserve our self-esteem, but sometimes that can come out as hating on other women or being jealous of or competing with other women, trying to prove our worth. But the truth is that we're all worthy. So yes, I am doing the work of unlearning scarcity and scarcity shows up even in my relating to other black women. And I see it in myself and I want to call it out. Every time I feel like I am less than because another woman does it, I have to check in with myself. Why do I feel that way? Why does her being celebrated take away from me being celebrated? Why do I feel envious of this thing? Is there something that you see in her life that you want, right? That could be a guiding post, but it doesn't have to mean, it doesn't have to mean that there is something wrong with me, that I am flawed some way because somebody else is celebrated. These are mindsets passed down to us by white supremacy. Because they don't want to see Black folks doing well, there can only be a few of us that make it. And that's not true. What is true is that when you're playing the game of white supremacy, when you're playing the game of trying to be accepted by folks who only allow us a certain amount of room to succeed, to be celebrated, to be beautiful, it is a losing game. It is a race to the bottom. When we are playing the game of colorism and texturism and classism and elitism and Black excellence, there are going to be losers. Not everybody can win. Not everybody is or can be excellent based on the definition that we give black excellence. So yeah, when we're playing silly games, you win silly prizes. And one of the silly prizes you win from competing is that there is going to be a loser. And a lot of times you lose, even if you are allotted a seat at the table, or even if you are hailed as, you know, the only one, right? You're still losing community. You're losing availability. You're losing resources. You're on the mountain by yourself, being held up by other people. There is no room to make mistakes. There is no room to not be the expert. There is no room. And there's no room for anybody else to come with you. But the one thing we can do is not play the game altogether. I'm not playing the game of competition. I'm not playing the game of white supremacy, colorism, texturism, elitism, classism. None of that. I'm not interested. What I am interested in is building authentic and true community with Black women, holding each other up, loving each other, holding space for each other of all our different walks and experiences. And with that, who can lose? Who can lose? If we create our own reality, if we stand in the truth that we are brilliant, every single one of us, that we are brilliant, beautiful, talented, worthy, how much beautiful would our lives be and the lives of other women that we impact be? It's time that we put down that scarcity mindset and realize Black women are not my competition. They are my community. They are a wealth of knowledge, resources, experience, beauty, laughter, joy, they are my community. And when I pull from my community, when I lean on my community, when I give to my community, that's how we all thrive. So I hope that you resonated with this. If you did, let me know, leave a comment below. Have you felt that black women are your competition before? Have you felt inferior to other black women? I would love to hear your experiences. And if you like this video, check out this video and always remember that you are worthy. You are brilliant. You are beautiful. You are enough, enough as you are. Now take up space, do it. I love you. Talk to you later. Bye.